Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Alright, 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 welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, as is the same every week, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. And you might listen to this podcast regularly at the same time every week. You might pop in your car and listen. You might be working out. You might be on a walk. You might be sitting on the sofa. Whatever your thing is. All I really want you to understand is I appreciate you, and as is the same every week, I'm out to give you a rocking piece of insight that you can use to change your life. So, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about what you're tolerating in your life and the amount of space you have to give something, right? So, when you, you have to give space to think. So if you think of your life like a room or a box and all the things that are in your life take up some kind of space in that, and that includes mental space, emotional space, the whole thing. So you've got a certain amount of space for your job, a certain amount of space for your current relationship, with your body, a certain amount of space for your relationships, with your family and yourself, a certain amount of space for your past, a certain amount of space for your future, a certain amount of space for your present. You're getting the fucking picture here, right? Everything eats up space in your life. And there was a part of that that came to mind recently when I was listening to a little excerpt of the show that was on Instagram, right? There was a little excerpt from that show on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram right now, then you should do that right now. Go over there and follow me on Instagram. But, you know, when we started kind of peel back layers of this, and I started to think about, you know, the things in my life or the things that I've coached people in that I tolerate or other people have tolerated. And you should get the full picture of tolerating. There are things in your life that you don't like. There are things in your life that you want to change. There are things in your life that you don't want. You don't want any part of it. You can't wait to see the back of it. And you're making space for it. And you've kind of trimmed your life accordingly so that you can deal with it. And one of the reasons why we do this is because sometimes the prospect of finally handling this thing is too challenging, too disruptive, too painful, too whatever. But whatever the thing is in the mix for you, there's not enough there for you to change it. So you tolerate it and you make room for it and you bend yourself and you shape your life 
so that it can sit there and cause the least amount of trouble for you, no matter how troublesome it is. You'll accommodate it. So you accommodate certain relationships, situations, blah, 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 right? But there's an aspect of that that I wanted to make sure you didn't miss out on. You see, as I talked about in Love Unfucked, okay, you have a relationship with everything, everything in your life that you can bring to mind, you have a relationship to that thing. So I'm including items of clothing, elements of your past, your body, your love of your life or otherwise, the things you have in life, the things you feel as if you've missed out on in life, you have a relationship to that stuff. And to have a relationship to anything or anyone requires something from you. It requires you to generate something. Generating. So even in your most broken of relationships, let's use the example of a person in your life, right? If you have a relationship with somebody and it's not going the way you want it to, or you're not even talking to them, you are generating something in that relationship. You're bringing something to that current state. That it is that way. You're bringing something to it that has it be that way. So that is, in very simple terms, it takes a certain amount of energy from you, a certain amount of mental capacity from you, a certain kind of emotional spectrum that you have to be on. All of that, you're bringing that to the table, right? And again, I'm including the people you don't even fucking talk to right now, okay? You know, I hear this a lot, and you've heard me rail about this before, you know, about cutting people out of your life and why it doesn't work. And I don't cut, right? I don't cut people out of my life, right? But sometimes there are situations that come up in your life when you realize that for you to continue to generate that the way it is will have a negative effect on you. So it'll have a negative effect on you or certainly highlight the degree to which you've been given it space. You've been given it room to exist in your life. And I've had many of these instances in my life where I've come across certain situations or sometimes it's a relationship with a person. And I realize this, one, it doesn't work. Two, I'm really having to turn myself inside to accommodate it. And if I step back two, three, five, ten paces, I'll see the value that it has for being in my life. And I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the connection, right? Sometimes that's how this becomes. It becomes about talking about people. It's not about people. It's about the quality of the connection between you and a person. If you're looking at that in the cold light of day and you're saying to yourself, you know what? This is actually diminishing the quality of my life. Like, what I have to do, what I have to bring at the table, what I generate to make this work, or at least be manageable in my life, is now heavily in the negative side. So my insight for this week, my quote-unquote advice to people this week is, then you have to stop generating yourself in that area of your life. Really, like you just are no longer willing to generate yourself towards that end. So you don't cut people out. You just no longer give it any energy. It's still there. The other person's still there. You're just pivoting away. You're just no longer willing to devote any kind of capacity towards that being managed by you. And I want you to know that's how I operate. 
like, you know, I have relationships all around me in life. Some I generate and some I don't. And if that person wants to have a relationship with me, then they got to generate that because I'm not going to generate it. I won't fuel that. They'll get no fuel for that connection from me. And sometimes you get any of these spots in life, and I want you to know for all of you that have been in this spot or are in this spot, you know, you have all my compassion. These aren't easy things to handle. They're not. Sometimes they're very, very complex, and there's layers in there. And there might even be elements for you where if you look in certain areas of your life where you're tolerating certain relationships, and when you look at it in the cold light of day, you don't like who you've become to allow that thing to continue to have space in your life. That's when you're starting to get to the point where you're no longer yourself. You're becoming someone so that this thing may continue. Maybe it has some kind of advantage for you. There is no advantage worth your fucking while where you have to become someone else to have it. I'm going to say become someone else. I don't mean that in a positive way. I mean like you are literally committing an act of treason against what matters to you as a human being, what you value as a human being, what the kind of stuff that you're organized around as a human being. If you find yourself having to overcome that to keep a situation going, then you got to stop generating anything towards that. You got to. Because whatever energy you're using, emotional and otherwise, would be so much better used in the pursuit of the life that you say you want. Would be so much better used. And if you think all the little things you have in your life that you tolerate and put up with and you're given space to and you're given energy to so that it just kind of keeps its head above water, that's a lot of stuff. That if you took all of that and just aimed it towards the kind of stuff that matters to you as a human being, to get yourself reset, you know, it's okay to get off course. It's okay to indulge your worst self from time to time. What's not okay is to just completely abandon yourself and who you've been in favor of maybe an easier pathway or certainly one with less disruption. That is the kind of compromise, my friends, that is just not worth it to you. From time to time, you have to remind yourself who you are what you're about, what you stand for, and act accordingly. And that sometimes points you in the direction of those unworkable areas of your life or areas of your life that don't work the way they possibly should. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to pull the age thing, you know, the older I get, the more I realize my time on this earth is limited. And the less willing I am to give time and space to the kind of stuff that is not reflective of who I am. So I'll just stop generating. And a heartbeat, by the way, I'm not bringing anything to that. Nothing. If that person wants to bring something to it, that's fine. But I'm going to be clear about my intention. You'll know exactly what my intention is. My intention is not to bring anything to it. 
I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to fight for it. I'm not going to, none of that. Because it's too much of a drain on the kind of energy that I want to give to my potential and the potential of my children and the potential of my wife and the potential of all our lives and the potential of my work with you. And this is what I want you to really realize, how much you'll sell out on yourself for a little more comfort or a little more money or a little more predictability or a little less pain or a little less sadness and on and on. Somebody talked to me about this a long time ago, and it's just coming to mind right now, which is why it's going to fall out my mouth. When I was building my coaching business all those years ago, when I used to coach, remember those days, oh my gosh, when I used to coach people, and somebody says, at the beginning of building a business, if it starts to be successful, you better watch you're not building yourself a cage. And then get so deep into it, either A, there's no way out, or you become a victim to it. Or you become a victim of the case that you built. But that's the same message pretty much across your life. What you're looking about is your masterful display of construction. You built this. And reaction is something else. And now you're trying to build something else in reaction to this. And I'm saying, stop. Stop giving energy to that stuff. Stop giving attention to it. People say, well, what if it's my job? And I say, well, what if it's your job? And, right, there's two kinds of change that happen with human beings. Can a change where you're finally at a place in life where you realize this has to happen? Or the kind of change where it's done to you. Like something happens and you'd no say in it and shit must change. They both require the same amount of courage. They both require you to really face yourself. And a lot of what we do here at Unfuck Nation is having you face you. I mean, look, the reality is it shouldn't take someone like me to tell you that it could be so much greater and so much better. It shouldn't. But all too often it just does. I had a very interesting conversation with somebody recently about change. And I said to them, you know, I think I've said on here a gazillion fucking times, Change only ever happens in the paradigm of action. And it took them a while to get it, but eventually they got it because they had to look for it in their own life. Change only ever happens in the paradigm of action. When you take new actions, it kind of exposes you to a new horizon. When you get up to bigger things, it challenges you to walk up a steeper hill. There's stuff at the top of that hill that you can't see from here. The only way you'll be able to tell what's next is by getting to the top of the hill that's in front of you can't see what's over it. So in other words, you can't really see what's possible. You can only see what's possible from where you're standing right now. And then when you get to the next hilltop, you'll see another landscape of what's possible from there. And that continues. It kind of tumbles its way through your life. As you create a new goal and you fulfill on that goal, it's only when you fulfill on that goal that you see new ones or in that vicinity of fulfilling or close to fulfilling or in the aftermath. But you can see new goals. You can see new, oh, shit, no, well, maybe I could be doing this for myself and doing that myself. But none of that's possible when you're given a lot of precious space to shit that just doesn't work in your life. 
Like it doesn't work. And, you know, it's the problem is, isn't that it doesn't work. The problem is that it doesn't work and you tolerate it taking up space in your life. And these are, again, I'm saying, look, these are tough fucking choices, right? You got to, you got to choose that powerfully. And with everything that you do, when you make a new choice in life, you're not just choosing the good news, you're choosing all the shit that could come with it. You're fully aware of what you're stepping into next. But at the same time, you have to trust. You have to trust your ability to work things out for yourself and your ability to recover when things don't go the way you wanted them to. You have to trust in that ability. Why do I have to trust in that ability? Because it'll release you from the significance of the weight of when you're engaged in some change in life, some significant change in your life. You'll get freed up from the significance because you know, you just stop the noise in your head for a second and look in reality, you'll see that there's been shit in your life before and you've worked it out. And it's how human beings work. You know, they find something great that works and they get caught up in trying to keep that thing the way it is rather than playing full out, trusting that aspect of themselves that found that thing in the first place, that great thing. Because that's where the juice is. It's not in the situation that you might have or the circumstance that you might have, but in your ability to create those circumstances. And you can do that over and over and over and over and over again. So if something in your life isn't working, if something is in your life and it's taking up a bunch of space and maybe it's punched you in the mouth, or maybe you're looking at it going, I can't fucking do this any longer. Then you have to call it for what it is. You have to call it for what it is. And double down on yourself. Double down on your own ability to make good things happen in your life. In your life. People are going to come and go. Situations are going to change. It's okay. And I know we crave that stability. And that is the fucked up thing about it because we crave the stability and we want things to be different. And sometimes your plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. That's okay. You don't change the outcome. The outcome stays the same. Think. Use your brain. Work your way through it. You'll do it. You have a capacity. It's not your job to make everybody else's life work. It's your job to make yours work. All right, we're going to be taking a short break. When we come back from our break, we'll have a question from the nation. And as usual, freaking great question. You guys ask me brilliant questions. If you want to participate in a future episode of Unfucked Nation, email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Call me, 646-450-3203. You can text me on that number or you can call me on that number and leave a voicemail with your question or your conundrum. Or you can go to the website, unfuckednation.com. And by the way, while I'm on this subject, the nation definitely needs your help. So if you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe. Press that subscribe button to Unfuck Nation because it makes a massive difference to this show. 
And if there's somebody in your life that you want to tell about Unfuck Nation, please feel free to do it. If you want to talk about Unfuck Nation on your Twitter feed or your Instagram or for the oldies like me, your Facebook page, go ahead. You'd be really doing us a great service and being someone, because who knows, you know, somebody in your life might listen to one of these episodes and it just hits them right between the eyes and makes a massive difference in the quality of their life. And then you'll get to know yourself as a person who made a difference for them. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Hang in there. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, all right, welcome back. Like I said, we got a brilliant question this week from the nation. So I'm going to dig right into it. This message is from Maya. Okay. And this is Maya's question. I'm going to give you the whole thing. So Maya says, I love this podcast and have listened to just about every episode. I love to hear other people's questions and your insight, but I've never had a question that I felt compelled enough to send in until now. I just got out of a long-term relationship where I felt like the several years we were together, I was much more committed than the other person. I know I have a thing about not being good enough as well as being quote-unquote left. My dad left when I was a child. I know a relationship I'm in isn't what I wanted, and yet I will hang on to the better freaking end or at least way longer than I should, even when I know it's bound to implode. Probably a self-fulfilling prophecy of, look, I wasn't good enough. But now I'm really trying to be aware of my subconscious conclusions and not let them pilot my life. I'm starting to take left turns where I always went right. This person came back and wanted to work things out. And it was hard for me to walk away, even knowing it wasn't what I want. I had such a strong edge to just give it another go. Maybe it'll be different this time, although there's every indication it won't. The subconscious desire to prove our conclusions right are strong. So now my issue is, as I'm trying to do differently than I've done my entire life, I don't trust myself. I look at my previous relationship choices. I can see with more clarity, oh, this was this. My things I didn't know that I didn't know. My track record is shit. And therefore, I don't trust myself to make sound decisions regarding men moving forward. How does one begin to trust themselves when trying to break a lifelong subconscious habit that we weren't even aware of most of that time? I feel like I could meet someone great and committed and entirely different from what I've dated before and be uninterested because they won't fit my narrative of not good enough, but tell myself it's actually for other legitimate reasons, self-sabotage. I can't differentiate what's a real reason. I don't want to be with someone from my subconscious drivers just mind-fucking me because it could be something good. Help! Help! All right, here we go. 
let's unpack this a little for you, Maya, okay? And I'm sure there's a lot of people here who are out to live a different life and are maybe struggling to differentiate how can I recognize when I'm in a pattern something and how do I know I'm on track? So I'm going to, there's a couple of pieces here I want to get into. So you said, I know I have a thing about not good enough as well as being quote unquote left. My dad left when I was a child. Okay, I get that. I want you to ask yourself this question as many times as you need to until you're moved by it. You're moved by your answer to it. That is, you're emotionally exposed by your own answer. So when you said your dad left when you were a child, okay? When you were a kid, knowing that your father had left, what did you make it mean about you that he had left? Not your sophisticated adult answer, your childhood answer to that question. Now that your dad's not there, what does it mean about you? What does it mean about you? What does it mean about how he felt about you? What does it mean about how people feel about you? Maya, I need you to be able to answer that question until it rattles your bones. Like, like that was a formative time in your little ontologic existence. So I like that you've noticed it. I'm not clear that you are aware of the life that you sentence yourself to. Because the reality is your dad did whatever your dad did. The impact that that had on you, even though you had no sense of it at the time, that was of your own doing. And I know people might think that's really cruel. It's not. People live lives of reaction. All people. You're mostly not aware of how you're reacting and what you've just submitted yourself to. So that's one thing, okay? Secondly, if we get in and break this thing up, right, we start to see, I, I, I like that you, were, you looked at your relationship and said, no, this doesn't fucking work. And I'm not going to sit here and try and convince myself that it does or it could. It doesn't. Been here, done that. Okay. But the thing that I notice is you seem to be like heading along this pathway of like the one. So there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure for you not to fuck this up, to get it right somehow. And as long as you keep making it about the want, missing out on something great, like there's always something better, there's always something else, then that pressure will always be there. What happened to fucking getting to know people, understand people, curiosity? You can already tell that in the background of your thoughts, you're like, are you the one or not the one? Well, and that doesn't fucking matter right now. What's their favorite color? What books do they like? Movies. And I know some of that seems inane, but it's not. Like, what kind of life have they had? What are their fears? What are their hopes? So you've really got to take that weight off because you never get the chance to really get to know people. You only get to get through your checklist to see who fits. So you can't fall in love with someone for who they are. You can only fall in love with how they measure up. Say that again. You don't fall in love with someone for who they are. 
You're only falling in love to the degree that they measure up. To what? To whatever you've got in mind. So yeah, you will miss out on a lot of great people. It's amazing how many people think that radar is awesome, and yet their relationships suck. They don't think it's the radar. They think it's just they haven't met the right fucking person. My radar's fucking great. It's just these 48 people that I've dated this year are all crazy. Uh, maybe you need to fucking reset that thing. So this is about you taking on this notion of discovering and understanding people. It doesn't have to be the love of your life, but you might surprise yourself. You may get to know somebody and understand somebody that you'd never considered before. I mean, it's a pretty simple thing to spot. If you're in a relationship and you're experiencing yourself as, I'm not lovable, then you're just going to spend most of your time proving that that's true. But more often than not, it's by picking the person that you picked. It's not what they did when they were in it. It's picking the ideal candidate. So sometimes you're trying to make something work with somebody who has no interest in, like you were in. I mean, fucking, I mean, you spent like a couple of years putting up with that, which is perfect for this show because we've been talking about the space you give to things and what you tolerate and so on. So I'm going to give you a simple little exercise. I want you to write down five things that matter to you. Five. Does love matter to you? Does passion matter to you? Does adventure matter to you? I want you to look and come up with your own answers. And it doesn't have to be five. It could be three, three, four, or five, but no more than five. Up to five things that matter to you. And use those things as your guide for your relationship. But not to look for it in your relationship, to see how much of that you're bringing. So if love matters to you, how much of your relationship is about love? If passion matters to you, how much of your relationships have a passion? If it's friendship, how much of your relationships have a friendship? And remember, you're not sitting there keeping score. You're checking in with that list to remind yourself of who you need to be. That's it. That is it. And by the way, this is a subject that I get into big time in love and fuck to get yourself profoundly connected to your own values. But not values like, you know, oh yeah, I value family. No, there's way more to it than that. But, you know, the other thing, my this is the final piece I want to give you about this. I like that you haven't done this work on yourself is throwing you up a whole litany of problems. Because these are the right problems for you to be engaging with. These are the right ones. Is this self-sabotage or am I connected to something? That is the right place to be looking. Am I sabotaging myself again? Or is this a legitimate concern of mine? That's the right fucking place to be looking. Not, oh, how do I deal with this asshole? And it's a communication problem, I think. That's just, oh no, it's just like the same old stuff. They annoy me. Like, that is not the right stuff. So you're looking in the right spots. When you're sabotaging, ultimately it always comes down to the same thing. It'll be about you, how you're doing. And this is the case for everybody here listening. When you're at your happiest, when you're at your freest, when you're at your most enlivened, 
it's not about you. It's about something outside of you. And you're giving yourself to that thing. Food for thought there, Maya. Food for thought. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for being a listener. Please remember to subscribe, to rate, and review this show. And I'll see you on the flip side. Have a great one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.